0: know what you're thinking. How the heck does a 52 year old over the hill milkshake machine salesman build a fast food empire with 1,600 restaurants in 50 states, five foreign countries, with an annual revenue of in the neighborhood of $700 million? One word persistence. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. is Cheap Seat Reviews.
1: Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This, the greater good. Is episode 188 and today we are talking about The Founder. The, uh, the movie about the, 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 what's it called? The McDonald's, yeah. I am yeah. Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, milkshakes without ice cream jemison. Mm, I need some of that powder. Mm. <laughs> 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 I, I have to be honest with you, that scene when she was mixing the powder and the water, I could, all I could think of is, that water's probably not cold. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be like one of
2: those milkshakes my daughter leaves on the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You accidentally take a
0: swig because like a day after because you're like, oh. Yeah, you know, I I always wondered why when you leave a milkshake from McDonald's out on the counter, it turns into some sort of like styrofoam. (laughs) Yeah. Let it sit for a while. Well, they've they've since gone
1: back to ice cream. Anyway,
0: uh, and Sam –
1: uh, Sam yes. is waiting for cheap seat reviews to make it big so he can write Sean out of the show Vector. I for I've been waiting for almost 3 years now. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so So I know so I, when I figured you, I could I could do one of two things. I could either make it big and write you out of the show or or s- somehow kill you. No. And one of the things isn't working.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll notice <laughs> if the if the threat started becoming more real or if I start feel like you're pushing me out, then i know the show's made it big. Until then, I think we'll just uh, <laughs> keep the status quo. Um. Anyway, cool. That, so we're doing 2016's The Founder. Before we get too much farther into the show, I'm going to do some of this stuff at the beginning of the show now. Because I'm going to change some things up. Because... It's been 188 episodes. I'm going to change some things whoa, up. Oh, so, yeah. So, put your pants back on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, no, that's that's not the change. Uh, no, we're going oh. to video oh. with, me, my, with my. No, I'm just teasing. Uh I'm going to go and say it now. Go to our website, cheapseareviews.com, and, and like, subscribe, and all that stuff on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I, I have a sinking suspicion that a lot of people, like, once they hear our out of 10, they just shut the podcast off. So I'm just going to go say at the beginning, Leave his review on iTunes. We really need the reviews. More people that, that review leave reviews can then it'll it'll bump up on iTunes list and then we can get yes more please. listeners. There you go. There's the show plug in and the he beginning. Will read your review. But yeah,
2: I got so say something funny about Sean and he will actually say something
0: funny. Well on uh, the air. Uh, I'm gonna be straight with we're you. S- we're still waiting I, for that part to happen. I turn our podcast off after I hear what movie we're doing.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I don't blame you. I mean, uh, not I mean, like when we record,
0: I just I just shut down.
1: All right, yeah, well, what we doing next week? Yeah, that's why you. That's why half the half the time you still ask me during the middle of the week what we're doing this week.
0: I'm just too lazy to look it
1: up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: uh,
1: this this is
2: how the I can't tell you, is. I can't tell you how many times I've watched like the the movie Two Weeks into the Future. You know, instead of the one we're supposed to
1: watch. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, anyway, sorry. No one cares. This is how the sausage is yeah. made. Um, yeah. uh Anyway, so speaking of sausage, Andrew, tell us what is this movie, The, the Founder?
0: Well, I would love to do that. <laughs> Just a second, because I am now looking at uh, Mr. Uh, Ed Keaton. All right. Oh, yeah. The founder is the story of Ray Kroc, a salesman who turned two brothers' innovative fast food eatery, McDonald's, into the biggest restaurant business in the world with a combination of ambition, persistence, and ruthlessness. Mm, yeah, and and powdered milkshakes, and powdered milkshakes. What a Kroc. You think he made the shoes?
1: I just peddle with a C. No, the Crocs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, a lot
2: of people in kitchens wear those because apparently they're comfortable.
1: Yeah. And I think like slip resistance, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm joking. Obviously, I that's know. not a thing. Um, all right, cool. Let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. So this was the first time for the three of us, right? For this movie? Yes. No? Uh, but I, I can't tell you how many students have said, Mr. Vector, have you ever seen The Founder?
2: It's really good. You should see it. And I usually tell them, shut up and sit down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop using that weird voice anyway. Um, yeah. When yeah. you talk to me because they always stand up when they talk.
0: Is that it's a like thing I make them do that? Yeah. On the on the yeah. table, on the chairs? Yeah, only when it's my captain, yeah. my captain. All right. So, I actually saw this on the plane on the way to Europe this summer. Did, did you actually get oh, to listen so you've to seen it? it before?
1: Yeah, and I loved it. Oh, okay.
2: Did it have any was there any cuts because sometimes it, the
0: planes will cut a lot of scenes. No, no, no. This wasn't like the uh, the time that I flew to uh, Berlin, no, no, uh, London, sorry, London with the Appalachian Marching Band, and I was watching... Yeah, I think I was there with you, by the way. Yeah, I was watching Wedding Crashers on the <laughs> plane, and the captain come, came on the speaker and said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, and the picture froze, and it was right at the scene where the naked girls were falling on the bed, <laughs> and there was and there was a five-year-old little kid sitting next to me. Nice. Oh. And his mother... It was like shielding his eyes, and I was apologizing profusely. Um, But that did not happen in this movie. No, there was actually no nakedness.
2: That is quite awesome.
0: No, that's actually pretty great. All right, cool. A little hair on his testicles that day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to think. Okay, Uh, that might
1: not be good for a five-year-old. Probably not. (laughs) Oh, there's Sam.
2: Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Cough. Button. I've got, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a cough that I've been trying to fight for here for a week, and yeah. I think uh, I don't know. Sean has giving me SARS or something. SARS. <laughs> uh,
1: sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember what that stands for. Um, that's isn't not... it some sort of coughing fit? I don't know. I know my daughter had hand, foot, and mouth virus uh, two weeks ago. Oh, that was so bad for the poor kids. Yeah.
0: I oh. thought Sars was that robot from Interstellar. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Who had <adds laughs> the humor, humor yeah.
1: setting at forty okay. percent and uh, <laughs> he was actually great. Again, my favorite part of that whole movie. Um, that movie was awesome. Nah, that's fine. Um, it. Speaking of, of Michael McC- Matthew McConaughey, I mean, um, I'm yes. reading the Dark Tower book. Oh yeah, I the, I started
2: and couldn't finish it. How far did you get into
1: it uh, without spoiling anything? But how far did you get in? Like a few chapters or like a lot of chapters? Uh, uh,
2: uh, A few chapters. There's some like desert,
1: and he's going through the desert. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it's. I don't think I'm very far into it. I'm listening to audio, so like audiobook, so it's like a little bit less like of a commitment. You know, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I'm listening to it. I mean, it's interesting and it's a little weird. And I've not seen the movie, and I'm gonna watch the movie after I finish the book. Um, Do they he, talk in Western accents, though? Well, the voice actor that's doing the audiobook doesn't. Um, okay, but they have like a different dialect. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember reading it, it's like I'm almost thinking of it like it's like pirate cowboys because of the yes. language that they use. Like, I'm like it's easy for me to kind of see like Captain Jack Sparrow in this world because of just the way they talk. And instead of saying yes, they say yar, which is kind of funny
2: are And partner. they but they
1: say things like if you please and, and if it pleases you and you know, a lot of like this they call it the high the high language or whatever. I mean it's kinda yeah. interesting so far. Um and anyway, so you it's are. I don't I don't know how far into the book I am, but but
2: uh Yeah, it's one of the rare ones. I mean, I thought I was gonna love it. I didn't.
1: So. I mean, so far, I don't love it. It's just fine so far. Um, that's what my parents used to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your son, Andrew? Well, we don't love him, but he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He, he's getting by. I thought
0: I was going to love him, but I didn't.
1: Yeah. Well, that's sad, Andrew. <laughs> Makes me hurt. Uh, I don't really know far. it. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is the founder. Um, yes. With Michael Keaton, your Batman... As the star, like Andrew said, Ray Crock. So uh, we'll do our typical how you guys felt about the movie in a second. Um, well, I remember when this thing first came out, I was super fascinated by it. Because honestly, I loved the notebook, not the notebook, the social <laughs> network. <laughs>
0: Wow, cool. and I think that's called a Freudian slip. Okay, yeah, and, you, and, uh, you just and, called a Sam
2: there with movie titles. That's uh, well, yeah, it's that's interesting of
1: the chick flicks that uh, that my wife has asked me to watch with her. Well, that that one actually was probably one of my favorites. Honestly, of the of the, what, of, the Notebook. Yeah, it's for a, for oh, a, for what geez. it is. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Rachel I McAdams is not something years. you should admit. If yeah, I don't right. really care. I mean, plus <sighs> I had friends that worked on it. Like I have, like you you. have lost your man card. No, I That's haven't. Stop it, James Garner. Is your friend James Garner? No, um, he's not my Garner. friend. Uh, James Garner, but I had um, like I knew the sound guy right. for that movie, uh, J- uh, Jonathan Gaynor is his name, um, and a couple other guys that worked on. I knew the set medic for that show, that movie, and so they were telling me Isn't a bunch that of a movie the, where they
2: hated each other. Yes, in real
1: life. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Gosling and uh, Rachel McAdams didn't like each other, um, but like I knew a bunch of cool like behind the scenes stuff about the movie because I I knew people that worked on it, you know. So like, like James Garner. I mean, James Garner was old when he made that movie, and mm-hmm. he he had a bad habit of looking up at the boom mic. Um,
0: so that's why but, you have to mic underneath him.
1: So like. <laughs> he would. They'd be sitting there talking. All of a sudden, his eyes would just start drifting up, and he just start staring at the mic. And they'd have to call cut and say, "James," and say, "Oh, sorry." I'd, it's just movement and, and above me, and just, you know, like, like that happened a, a dozen times. And supposedly, I know no one. People that listen to this episode probably don't care about this, but maybe do. I don't know. Um, but like the director was like this dirty old man, and he wanted, like, there's. They would like during the montage. Sam, have you seen it all? You probably haven't seen it yet, have you? I probably will never see it. That's fine, but there's like although a, it has Rachel McAdams, who is on my list. She's yeah, she's she's wonderful. And um, oh. but anyway, oh. there's like there's like montage of them like throughout the summer of love, right, where they're having a good time and then fighting and like it's whatever, right? It's the relationship. But he wanted more like inti- intimacy between the two of them, like going into an alley and like making out, and he'd lift up her skirt and and what? Pe- yeah, and like people that were on set that were like old enough to kind of have lived in that era like people didn't do that then you understand that right this is the 40s (laughs) like we didn't do that and um and then of course like the sex scene that's in the original you know theatrical version is is significantly shorter than the director's cut um and so jonathan was telling me about like the mixer he had his own monitor for he has, his own, he has a feed from the camera so that he can tell where the boom operator, you know, the boom's in the shot and things like that. He can tell them to back off. So during the sex yeah. scene, I mean, Rachel McCann, she's naked, right? She's in there. Well, she's topless. And the only people that are in the room, as per typical, is the director, camera operator, and the sound, the, the boom operator. And Jonathan had like 30 people surrounded him, like breathing heavy on his shoulders, looking into his little four-by-four monitor, seeing if they can <laughs> get a glimpse of her naked. And he literally had to get sec- set security to come remove crew members to get him away from him so he could do his job. So anyway, wow. there's a little behind the scenes of the Notebook for you. So um, there's many more oh, stories, me. but I'm not going to tell them. Um, anyway, what was I going to say? <laughs> How did we get here? What are we? Yeah, where in the world? I, what was my? And self- why am I hearing an echo of myself? I just internet's being f- weird. What was the? I, I said okay. the Notebook, but I meant something else. The Social Network. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is that there you go. that I felt like I loved The Social Network. I thought it was a really great film. I got really pissed off though that it won Best Score over How to Train Your Dragon, but it, it's a fantastic movie. It really is. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh, this is like The Social Network, but of McDonald's. And I was talking to my wife about the movie uh, before uh, at dinner tonight. And I got about a third away, kind of explaining what's happening. It's like, you know, what I think. I just we should just watch it together because I, I want to watch it again. She said, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And um, she said, "But am I going to hate him at the end of this?" And I'm like, "Oh, absolutely." And I said, <laughs> "And I said, way worse than in the Social Network. Like in the Social Network, you almost feel a little compassion towards,
2: um, mainly because he's not." He doesn't think like normal. He, he's almost uh, Asperger ish. He's
1: a little Asperger yeah. which I've actually yeah. learned recently that's, that term is no longer used. Oh, really? What do they use now? It's not a term anymore. Mild it's just, it's just, it's a part of mild the autism. Yeah, it's just a part of the autistic spectrum. Oh, really? And yeah. so, you know, low, like super high functioning autism is kind of like what it is. Yeah. Um, like, did you ever see The Accountant with Ben Affleck? No. Oh. You need to watch it. It's a really good movie. Uh, oh, okay. he okay. Plays, he plays autistic. You would consider that like super high-functioning autism. Is, okay. Is that like he understands social norms but doesn't use them. Like he understands why you're supposed to shake someone's hand but doesn't because it yeah. doesn't feel natural. There's things like that in the movie. And Sarah, my wife, who again teaches uh, – children with disabilities, specifically autism, really enjoyed the movie for the fact that she's like, this is one of the few movies where they got it right. They got the autistic parts right, and they didn't make it seem like a crutch or a disability. It was just part of his life, and he used his other skills to help him succeed. His Um, accounting skills. His accounting skills. I mean, the autism, you know, part of our, you know, you hear about some people with autism, they're savants with math, and it's because that parts of the brain are amplified where the other parts are not, social, communication skills, things like that. And so it makes him a great accountant. It also makes him kind of emotionally detached, which makes him really good at the other thing that he does in the movie, which is yeah. killing people.
2: <gasps> um,
1: you just ruined it. No, I, I didn't. It. I didn't ruin anything. Um, so it, but it also has the guy who plays the Punisher in it. He's um like an opera an operative for someone else. He's kind of in Thomas and out Chain. of the movie. Do what? No, not Thomas Chain. The new the no. new Punisher. <laughs> oh oh, that guy. The new guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, um, the guy from Walking Dead. The what? <laughs> the guy from Walking Dead. Is he from Walking? Dead? I have no idea. Yes,
0: he is.
1: I don't. Yeah. I've, I've never seen one one second of that. Uh, you love the first, yeah, the first few seasons. You'd really like. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I believe you. Guys, it it, it yeah. literally. And The Walking Dead came on at a time when I was a little zombied out. It just kind of hit me at the wrong time, you know? So. Well,
2: you've you've never been a big zombie zombie fan, though.
1: Nah, not really. Not really. I mean, I don't know. I like a good zombie film every now and then. But I don't know if I want yeah. seasons of it. And then when I kept hearing people talk about it the way that how, oh, this person killed this person. And then if, it's not a zombie show. It's a show about the human condition. There's just zombies yeah. in it mixed in. And then I'm like, oh, so it's like Game of Thrones. And they're like, well, yeah, kind of. I'm like, okay, well, I I don't need that. I don't need two of that in my life because at the time I was was still in the Game of Thrones before I violently gave up that show. Um,
2: Yeah, you threw that book out the window.
1: Not literally the window, but in the trash. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's that's real. Anyway. And it makes me sad. That's fine. It's fine. It it's it's okay, Sam. You just need to accept it and move on.
2: I um, can't. Well, I just can't.
1: You need to just be like work that way. You need to be like Florida. Your 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 football team, right? And just, you know, they fired the coach and moved on. So that's what you need to do. You just need to move on. Either you need to be the coach in this scenario or the football team, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> you need to just move on. Um <laughs> Uh, there's a little sports talk for you That's as much as you're going to get. Into.
2: Um, you had to remember. No, I won't tell you, you know, I won't bother you about Carolinas. Oh, record. they're
1: terrible this year. That's but true. again, I don't no, We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 there's an expected drop off when your quarterback goes number two overall. Yeah. And a year earlier than anyone anticipated. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's fine. Uh, sports. Um, I guess we're talking about what movies. Yeah, we'll it's talk about sports right? when we do a sports movie. How's that? Um, okay.
0: the sports moment was brought to you by Tough Actin Tinated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually would like wouldn't mind doing a sports podcast one day. Well, yeah, yeah. You about know, Tough Actin Tinated. Not about that, <laughs> but about like I don't know, Where, like what
2: like jock or no not not we should do medical conditions in sports
0: well something we
1: know nothing about say we know nothing about
0: that. <laughs> today's
1: podcast is about, about turf, turf toe <laughs> no one knows what it is and it sounds lame why is why is he out with turf toe oh my gosh that's a terrible idea anyway. that'd be perfect it would be funny. I'm, I'm, I know we're getting on a weird tangent here, and again, we hadn't even done our intro for the podcast for this show yet, this movie. But like, it would be fun, Sam, just to have you on there because literally you would just argue with every point that I make, and because you don't like some of the teams that I like. Absolutely, I'll, I would be like, "Yeah, the Tar Heels had a great win," and you're like, "Yeah, but they're they're still they're still dumb. They're weak. <laughs> they're yeah." It, it would be funny, and then I would make fun. Of, I'd make fun of Florida and. Yeah. And all that stuff. Anyway, no one cares. No one cares listening. I'm pretty no, sure no one no, cares. No, not at all. Uh, actually, you know uh, what we do
2: care about? Uh, the founder? You know what's at the forefront of our, our, our minds? Yes. The founder.
1: You know what's at the forefront the of, the week. of my mind for this movie? Ugh, hamburger. Is. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I, I was eating Wendy's while I was watching this <laughs> movie. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't feel bad for one second because <laughs> one. Ray Kroc is an asshole. And two. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now, and we will argue, I believe, on
2: the, the facts of poor Ray Kroc. And how I think. Poor Ray yes, Kroc. Yes, that he is, he is yes, a, portrayed in this movie as an asshole. But there could have been extenuating circumstances that made his situation um, why he's perceived as an asshole.
1: But we don't know those because the movie doesn't show them. No, but if you look at
2: history and if you know business, you understand a little better about why he did the things he had to do.
1: No, I again, I get – I mean he was – for all intents and purposes, he was kind of a desperate man. I mean he had – he was obviously someone that had spent his whole life trying – to make the big deal, and they, they kept making fun of him like, oh, is that the hide-a-bed in the, in the kitchen, or is that the other thing? What else are you selling, Ray? You know, like, he's always that kind of used I've car. I've seen you
2: before, or I never forget a face. Yeah he's,
1: yeah. yeah, he's kind of gotten this, he's this constant used car salesman guy, and so I don't, I don't blame him for latching on to McDonald's. What I do blame him for is all the, the asshole stuff that he does after that and how he <laughs> does the things that he does. I mean, and and my my wife's well, point was... We'll get into it. We'll, well, yeah, we'll but, see what, what yeah. you mean. What I'm saying is, though, is like, because Sarah was asking, you know, am I going to like him more or less than than um, the social network guy? Network, yeah. And I said, you're going to like him less. And she said, that's going to be tough, because what he did to Eduardo Saverin, she said... She said it, it. actually like frustrates her. She's like, there are literally like. When I watched that movie, I quit Facebook for a week because it made her so upset. Oh wow! Um, so I mean, yeah, you know, a whole a whole week. Ooh, who with, Well, yeah, you know. But anyway, still. <laughs> um, for some well, people, that's, I know. For some people, that's that's tough. I'm not saying that she's addicted to it. Anyway. I better shut up before she we hears are. this episode and yeah. gets pissed. Just
2: like we're addicted to fast food hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Now for 15 cents.
1: Man, 15 cent burger. I'd go buy like seven right now yeah, for a 15 you know, cents. What did he
2: get? He got fries, a burger, and a drink, and it was 35 cents. Yeah. And he got changed back.
1: Yeah, because he probably gave him 50 cents or something, right? Like, you know. Yep. Crazy. And he was making phone calls with nickels. Love it. Yeah, well, it's the 50s. It was the roaring fifties. different. Yeah, it's a different time. Oh, it was, oh. Oh man, I wasn't ready for that. It was oh. the devil. Oh no, it was um It was a different time. There we go.
2: There we go. Yeah. Chad, thank you for coming back.
1: Yeah. And thank
2: you, Andrew, for spotting him this weekend. And showing yeah. us that he is truly still alive. Oh,
1: yeah, Andrew sent yeah. a group message. That was fun. Um yeah. cool. All right, so so the Okay, sorry. I uh, just want to hear his name. I haven't heard it in a while.
0: Um, Andrew, your initial thoughts on this movie, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. 30 <laughs> okay, minutes well, gonna, into the show. Yeah, 30 minutes in. Um, i got to give you some backstory here. For those people that don't know and for the listeners, <clears throat> I basically was raised in a McDonald's. And I'm not just saying that like we went there all the time. My mother was literally the supervisor of three restaurants – in um, the McDowell County area of North Carolina. And so, I mean, when I got done with school, we went to McDonald's because that's where mom was. And we would sit in the lobby and we would do our homework and then we would take, you know, whatever, and we would do stuff there. And we were the awkward kids who sat by themselves. Um, I did not know that, Andrew. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then when, uh, when I was, I guess, 13, 14... Um, I got a work permit and was able to work in the drive through and (laughs) work, you know, back in the kitchen area and, and do stuff basically out of sight of the, of the common folk. But, um, so McDonald's, like I owned literally every McDonald's happy meal toy from the time that I was born to, I don't know when I was 12 years old and, um, McDonald's was a huge part of my life. So this movie kind of has a, uh, I don't know, a personal aspect to it for me. Um, And and seeing this story, which I did not know, really changed the way that I kind of felt about it. And, you know, you would think that growing up in a McDonald's, I would hate the food, but... And it's just, honestly, it's just been recently. I'm 33 years old now, and it's just been in the past maybe year or two that I have stopped eating McDonald's food just because I finally have really gotten to the point where I just don't want it anymore.
2: Well, and, and, you're, uh, and
0: when you get older, your metabolism uh, doesn't, isn't quite the same. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't eat like we did when just you were. So you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'll probably have some sort of weird cancer from the powdered milkshakes, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't have my fair share, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the movie itself, like I said, I watched it on a plane on the way to Europe this summer. And I, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton and a big fan of McDonald's at the time. <laughs> and so I was excited about watching the movie and, um, i hope that my bias is not what's causing me to just really like the movie because I think that it truly is a good movie. I think that Michael Keaton is a wonderful actor um, and I think that the uh, the story itself, whether or not it's stretched, I'm sure it is, uh, in certain aspects, uh, it's a great story. You know, whether it's 100% true or not, it's a great story. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they followed it well. I think that all the actors really in the movie Uh, The McDonald's brothers I thought were great. Um, I love Nick Offerman as well from Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, just all around, I felt like this was a a win for Keaton and for um, the director. What's his name? Uh, name? John John Lee Hancock Hancock is the
1: director, yeah. 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 Which, which I'm actually um, looking at, his bio, his biography or his videography, I should say. Filmography is a word. Um, Hard Times Romance, something in the 90s. And then he takes a break and then does The Rookie in 2002, which is a really good movie. And then the Alamo, mm-hmm. the 2004 Alamo with Billy Bob Thornton and Ooh. Patrick Wilson, who we saw in which, this movie as the guy who owns the fancy restaurant with the hot wife that Ray Croc steals. Yep. Yeah. Um, that I like that Alamo movie a lot. I think it's really good. I
2: do too, but didn't it do horribly in the po- in the box office it, or something? It
1: did. It didn't make a lot of money for whatever reason. Um and I think I'm not really sure why. Um personally. I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, Dennis Quaid is good. But again, Billy Bob Thornton's David Crockett was really good. Um I don't know. There's just there's so much to like about it. And uh, it was a budget of a hundred million, and it only made not even thirty million. Oh. And I don't, I don't know why. I guess well, I don't know why. Anyway, go watch it. It's really good. It's actually a really good movie, and the score is really beautiful. It's a beautiful score. Um, that's one of the few that, like, if that thing pops up on Pandora, I know it within like four bars, or you know, like thirteen seconds of hearing it, I'm like, oh, that's the Alamo. I love it. Then he does the Blind Side, which would produce an Oscar for Sandra Bullock, and then Saving Mr. Banks, I'll and then movie. and then this. Yeah, I
2: love that thing too.
1: So, I mean, he's, he's he's got a good, pretty pretty good list
2: there. Goodness gracious! I and to when I first saw his name, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, he's
1: it's, it's not done a lot, but it's all good.
2: Yeah, it's all good, and he takes his
1: time. I, mean, I really liked.
2: The movie, um, the one with Will Smith, where he's
1: uh, the superhero. Hancock? Oh, Hancock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not not the same guy. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Oh, really? Okay. Call me asshole one more time. Sorry. (laughs) I do like that movie. Uh, Anyway. Uh, You know who he looks like,
2: though? Who? He looks like the the guy from, um, not the Golden Circle. What's the first one? Kingsman. In his picture on IMDb. He A looks like. Bit. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, the guy who gets sh- shot. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. He, he won an Oscar too for something, or he was nominated. I can't remember. Yeah, for the King's Who's Speech, that? right? He's the King's Speech guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was great in that. Uh, anyway, um, Sam, did you go? Have you gone yet? No, Not it's yet. your turn. Your turn. Um, I,
2: Oh, so it's my turn now. Yeah. Okay. I, I, this was my first time watching this thing and, um, I kind of have to agree with Andrew, um, and Sean, cause I know where you're going with this. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I enjoyed it probably more than I should and more than likely it's going to turn into some required viewing, uh, for my students on issues like, uh, business ethics, uh, Business ethics number one is the first one that jumps out, and then uh, there's a few business law ideas um, thrown in there that um, the brothers could have protected themselves a little better um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with, and things like that. Um, but this was absolutely fascinating to me, and I always I always view business, and, and as you both know, and and listeners might know, you know, I teach business, I teach uh, economics. And the way I teach business, I liken it to uh, war and strategy. And when you start looking at generals of war and managers, they're pretty much doing the exact same thing. And instead of killing people and taking over territory, you're succeeding in business and taking over territory. So it's, it's always fascinating to me to see how these, these generals of industry do it. And I knew that Ray Kroc made McDonald's the way it is, but I had no idea how he did it. And the story is just, it blows my mind how, you know, what you had was an an immovable force. Well, no, what do you call that? An immovable object of these two brothers up against an unstoppable force of Ray Kroc. And it was... It was just, I don't know, brilliantly laid out in this movie. Um, I agree with Andrew. The acting was amazing. Um, The brothers were were rightfully ornery and kind of small town folk, you know, folk that you would see in in a a small business and maybe, uh, you know, lack that foresight that that Ray Kroc saw in all his traveling and all his sales that, uh, you know, why they just didn't. Hitch each other to the the same wagon. More, they could have all been multimillionaires, and Mm -hmm. it just—it blew my mind in so many different ways. I can't wait to talk about uh, some more specifics of of the business side of these things. Um, But I really enjoyed this movie, and uh, I'm certainly going to watch it again.
1: How about Sean? So I just made the mistake while you were talking of going into the review section for this movie. Uh-oh. I've never done that before. Like almost never. I go cuz you know on IMDb it sh- it shows a review. It always has one review. And it's usually like yeah. the first person that gets it in, right? Yeah. Um and in this case, I I was just I, I just and I actually kind of want to see if people hated it. Cuz I liked it a lot as a film. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, this is just a commercial from McDonald's. And I'm like, hmm, it doesn't really no. paint McDonald's in a great light. So, honestly, I, I don't really want to go buy a burger from them. Yeah. So, I went and bought Wendy's. Um, honestly, that's legit <laughs> what happened. I was like, and frankly, I don't like McDonald's food. And that's just me, though. I mean, it's got nothing to do with this movie. I think <laughs> the burgers are too peppery and salty. And there's, no, there's too much bread. I love their french fries. Up until about two years ago, and then I think they changed the oil that they used. It tastes different for some reason. I don't know why. Um, But I'm picky with that. Like, love Burger King. I think Burger King makes a good burger. Their fries are awful. I can't eat them. I I would rather eat cardboard. Seriously, it's warm cardboard. (laughs) I do like their onion rings, though. And then I like Wendy's, and I love Taco Bell. And I've had an In-N-Out. In-N-Out's great, though we don't have them here on the East Coast. Um, Jack in the Box is awful. And uh, (laughs) um, So anyway... Uh, This is not a review of fast food restaurants. Um, (laughs) So this movie is going to fall. And I was thinking about this um, as I do, the movies that we review. Um, One, I feel like it's been a while since we've done a movie that forced us to think. Um, I think Mm -hmm. Buried kind of forced us to think a little bit. But this one's kind of made you more. Different kind of thinking. It's a different kind of thinking. And also it's the first time we've seen a movie in a long time where no one died. Um, that's true. And so, I mean, the brother almost did. Yeah, you know. he, but yeah, he's fine. Though he would eventually die in, in real life. Um, but anyway, um, of diabetes. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a heart heart condition, I think, that did it in for him. Um, well, you know, well, you can't take so many hamburgers, right? It's all that red meat. So anyway, uh, so I like in this movie. To I'm thinking of other movies that we've done for the show. Wolf of Wall Street um, kind of has a obviously not for the language or or whatever, but it's this. Is it more of a character study? Maybe it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely a character study. It's a study of the human condition, right? Of what people yep. are willing to do to each other. You know, sometimes hmm. we watch that, like in um, We Were Soldiers. What are we willing to do to each other? We were we were willing to kill them in very violent and awful ways. In this movie, Water, Waterboy. or Water Boy, or or water boy, yeah. Well, how mean can we be to this person because he's different because he's special yep. needs, right? And in this case, it's I. Here's an idea. You guys don't know how to do it, so I'm gonna make it better, and then I'm gonna punish you for it. I mean, Ray didn't have to build a McDonald's across the street from the no. Big M. He didn't have to do that. He did it out of spite. He did it to prove to those guys. I'm better than you and I beat you. And not only am I going to beat you by forcing you out of your company, offer you a handshake deal that he would not live up to. I'm going to then put you out of business with, of the store that I let you keep by building my own across the street from you. I mean, what a dick move. He's an asshole. And so, so there's that. And then, and, and the movie, there's a lot of things that the movie doesn't show us. Like, how did he get Patrick Wilson's wife away from him? Right? <laughs> like, But did, did you know that he had another wife in between? Yeah, there
2: was a, a second wife between.
1: Oh, oh, really? No, I didn't know that.
2: First and third, yeah.
1: That's kind of funny, actually.
0: Yeah, for like five or six years, and then he divorced her to marry the other. I mean, did he
2: die or did he steal her away? Right. Um, yeah, I did have questions on that and I couldn't find it anywhere online in terms of how that
1: happened. And I will say this, the movie does have our hopping man. We haven't had our hopping man trope in a long time. Um, but I never felt there was any resolution. Remember he, he, he franchised a bunch of his douche golf buddies, right? Um, those were all douches. Um, and uh, they are like, we're going to have our McDonald's with fried chicken and burrito, like well, all that stuff, right? And he goes and he yells at them in a golf course, and then this just it, we're, we're past it. And I thought, like yeah.
2: What did he do to those? Did he, did he kick the franchises out? Right. Did he, did he like, yeah.
1: what, what, was the, what was the resolve there? Like, we never got any resolve from that. And that's, so I, I, was always, I was confused. Like, 20 minutes later in the film, I'm like, what happened to those guys? Like, did something happen to them? I, I don't know. Um, so anyway, um, uh, so as uh, going to my, my typical, uh, thing that as I do, as I say, if a movie I liked, I took a lot, if I didn't take a lot of notes, it means I liked it cause I was enthralled <laughs> in the movie. Um, I captured a Pokemon. No, I captured seven audio clips. Oh, okay. Though a Pokemon would have been nice, too. Um, like a real one. Um, anyway, I captured seven clips. So of my notes, seven of them being the the spots for the clips, I think I have about 12 notes in the whole movie. Um, and my first one is, oh, this is a Weinstein production. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That, that means something different now. Yeah.
2: So, so what did Laura Dern have to do to get in this movie?
0: Oh, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey.
1: Where's Harvey Dent? Uh, uh, hopefully nothing, you know? Yeah, so I hope so. I would doubt Poor that thing. someone of, of her pedigree would have to. Yeah. Anyway. Uh um, think. Yeah. So anyway, I, I did write... Think. Uh, I said, I, I almost feel bad for him that he has to carry on that heavy uh, ice cream mixer around. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote, so when we're getting the story, their story of how they got to McDonald's, which was a cool way of telling a story. I love the way they did it, like like kind of finishing each other's sentences and then throwing in a little bit of video so we can see what they're saying along with just the story. Like, I love the storytelling mm-hmm. concept that they did. The director did for that. Mm-hmm. Um but I wrote, this is the darkest freaking restaurant ever. Like, could anyone turn on a light bulb? I just, <laughs> I, 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 how could you even see to, to eat? Um, and then I did write Cool Story Bro after that. Uh, and then I wrote, they need to put yeah. parking lines in their parking lot so that, so they could, cause they had just cars everywhere. And I was like, that's, that's your problem. But dude. even,
2: even before this though, I love the way the movie set it up to show you the difference between the McDonald's speedy delivery system and what had existed at that time at all these car hops.
0: Drive ins. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Or the drive ins. You know, where he's sitting there waiting, he's frustrated, the food's not right. You know, there's a bunch of riffraff. It it (laughs) didn't look appealing. You know, we all look at it now and you think, oh man, that drive in let's go to a drive in, it'd be cool. Retro, you know. Yeah, let's go to Sonic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. At that time, those were a (laughs) little seedy and You guys want to go out to Sonic and hit the jukebox and smoke a few cigarettes, right? (laughs) Exactly. So, um, apparently, we're
1: also in 1930s New Jersey. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just slipped into Andrew. Just slipped into Boardwalk Empire all of a sudden. What of it? Yeah,
2: but but you know they sneakily added that so that when you did see their restaurant, you were just um, as amazed as Ray Kroc was. Um, as he probably was when he saw it, too, I, um, after being in all those different other restaurants.
1: And I love his, his reaction. He pays the money, and then there it is. And he says, what's this? And he says, this is your food. And Ray says, what? And the guy says, there's your <laughs> burger, fries, and, and Coke. And he says, I, 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 just, I just ordered it. Are you sure it's right? He says, yeah, I promise you it's right. And he says, "Well, yeah. What am I supposed to do with it?" He says, "You could eat it at home or over there or in your car." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Where is the plate? No plate. You just eat the burger out of the wrapper. Like throw away the f- And just throw it away. Yeah. Like it was like this 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 convention from the 50s of this doesn't make any sense. When we look at that now and go yeah. I mean, I know almost probably everyone listening to this podcast has not only eaten fast food in their car. Has done you it know. while driving, so yeah. like, so we're looking at that and kind of chuckling, going, "Wow!" Well, it sp- kind of reminds me of
2: like when you you give your grandparent a smartphone, right? <laughs> you know, what, what is this? How do I use it? Right? Where's the dial? You know, yeah. it, it's that same type of change in technology and the change of way you use something mm-hmm. that is totally just industry setting,
1: right? Totally, totally changes everything.
2: And that's why this thing worked.
1: Oh, that's wow! I mean, no kidding. And it, I mean, and and you just think like it's just such a simple concept of how yeah. do we make fast food or food fast or whatever. So,
2: and the, and the funny thing is, the you know the the whole thing about the McDonald's brothers coming up with this system well, it was actually simplified in the movie. There were still some more steps behind it that that i mean they had a barbecue shop that they started for right. years and years and years and realized at some point that 80% of their sales came from hamburgers and that's when they decided to switch to hamburgers and then decided my wife is making fun of me barbecue shop and then um but but then the idea to to completely redesign the kitchen is just it blows my mind that that i don 't know it seems to us it 's a simple complex simple problem to fix or to change, but nobody was doing it right.
1: you know everybody was happy with waiting on bad food it's it's also weird to think i 'm going to relate this to something that 's completely unrelatable, but here we go, and that's that for so long. It was just this is the way it is, right? This is how we yeah. do a thing, so we're just going to stay doing that thing. So, I told you. I don't know if I have told you on air. I play a, a video game called Battlefield One a lot. I love that game, and it's a World War One first person shooter, which is weird because World War One, I, I don't think, is very. We don't know much about that war because it, it's not. There's not movies made about it. There's not books written about um, it. Re-
2: really quick, you got to listen to hardcore history about World War One. Sure. It's about six to seven hours of complete description from the beginning to the end, and it is absolutely brilliant. Oh, good! So, podcast. Uh, Just oh, a shout out there for hardcore history.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, they should sponsor our show. No, anyway, they. Um, so, anyway, so I, and there is a movie out there, um, the one one of my favorite uh, war movies called, The Lost Battalion. Um, which is a movie about World War One, and it's fantastic. It's a really great movie, and if it ever streams, we're doing it for the show. I uh, just got to wait for it to oh, well. stream one day. Anyway, my point is, I'm actually now watching, and I mean now as in two hours before recording, I was watching a documentary that I found flipping through channels on World War One called Apocalypse World War One, and it's a bunch of stories of, and, I, and I've done research and, and read books about World War One, but not enough, And I'm reading, I'm watching this stuff. And there's a lot of film. There's actually a lot of film during that time of World War I. And that's back when those cameras were hand cranked, right? So the speeds are all weird, you know, like people walk by and they walk by super fast because the camera operator was a little excited and was spinning the wheel too fast. (laughs) Um, But like, my point is, I'm getting here, I promise, is that it was three plus years of war of doing the exact same thing. The bad guys are over there. We're going to get a whole bunch of guys on this one section, and we're going to run across this field and just attack. And we're just going to keep doing this and doing this. Well, the last 52 times we've done that, we've gotten 60% casualty rate. This time will be different. How? <laughs> uh, because the country needs them to, right? And it wasn't until some people, it was the French that came up with the tank. And it was a very small thing, but a small tank. And no. Um, the original
2: it, tank was huge
1: well no the very first few one the, well, you're right the very first tank was this massive thing but it was a single it didn't have a turret it just was a giant well, machine with some no, cannon pretty,
2: on it yeah, it pretty much went forward and back yeah that was and, it yeah. um,
1: and then they, they built some smaller ones that had rotating turrets so that it could uh, put fire down the trench line and stuff like that but, but my point is that it was I mean they were still doing if you go watch the movie War Horse they're still doing cavalry, with against machine gun nests. It's crazy. So my point is, is that for whatever reason, people are such beings of habit that that if a thing isn't working, we're just gonna keep doing that thing and just hope that it, uh, the result changes. Like, isn't that like what insanity is, or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Well,
2: wasn't it the French in World War One that were still in the the, the bright red? Um, uniform or like hats or something like
1: that maybe at the beginning <laughs> and, but that, that yeah oh, not toward...
2: by the end, but but at the very beginning they they had just even the outfits it was just insane
1: well their outfits were blue they were they were um their uniforms were like blue wool and they stood out against dirt um yep. so anyway um we've talked about sports and history on this podcast ever <laughs> it's been very unique
2: well, I mean, Ray Kroc did buy the Padres, I believe.
1: I think he was the owner of the Padres. He did own the Padres. What so is sports? Yep. And I only know that and, um, because Stuart, friend of the show, Stuart, uh, mentioned that to me last week. When I told him what show we were, what movie we were doing, he got really excited. And he's like, "Oh, yeah!" Because Stuart's from San Diego. He's like, "Oh, yeah!" You own the Padres, and and Stuart loved this film. So, anyway. Oh, okay. Well,
2: um, he's got good taste.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he does. Um. anyway uh, that car is getting a lot of miles I wrote Um, I did write wow he put his home they off. built in the last well yeah I guess um, yeah. Those, it was funny there's an old uh, you guys know what car talk is yeah there's
0: yeah an click old, and
1: clack yeah there's an old puzzler they used to use uh, little oh. puzzlers and it was and the puzzler was cars couldn't do this And then they could, but hardly did. And now they do it all the time. What is it? And the answer was go over a hundred thousand miles. Cars back then, the odometer didn't go past a hundred thousand because they never believed that a car could go that far or that long. Um, Whereas now you say, oh, that car's got a hundred thousand miles. You go, okay, it's broken. You know, like, like it depends on the model, right? But I mean, mine's going on three hundred thousand. I mean, like I had a, I had my, my, I guess my first sort of my first car, my very first car died at one hundred and sixty-eight thousand. My second car died at two hundred thousand. That was a Dodge. Uh, my little yeah, Mazda. basically, you
2: get over one hundred fifty nowadays. That's yeah, that's pretty worse. average.
1: Like that's the average. I mean, then you get like those guys up in whatever on those farm trucks that are. The, the Ford the Ford pickup that made a million miles. Uh-huh. And so then Ford bought the truck back from him and gave him a brand new one. Like, that's kind of cool. Uh, and then there was a Chevy truck that did the same thing. Hit a million miles. I mean, a million miles is crazy. That's just hard to fathom. Yeah. Like, you drove to the moon and back, you know? like Anyway. Several times.
0: I feel like now, though... Actually, that's not true at all. But anyway. Things are made like cars. They make them more like iPhones that they're going to have to be replaced in 150,000 miles, you know. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the car company. I mean, you get some I know where the podcast has gotten really weird now. But like, you know, you get some, I mean, I you know talked about where well, this is totally, the, it's the like same. a McDonald's hamburger. It lasts. Those a things are meant to last. I mean, good gosh. You hear about the guy that like <laughs> he, he dropped a hamburger under his car seat and found it like four years later. And it looked it just looked, like, like the, the only thing that changed was that the pickle and the onions had disintegrated, but the burger patty and buns looked just normal. Um,
0: <laughs> Makes you think.
1: Well, the argument, like, some people hear that and think, like, oh, the mo- how much preservatives are they putting in that? Huh. And then, the, But the thing, like, the actual science behind it is because um, there was something in there. It's like it's, it's because there's no, it was in a wrapper, so there's less air. I can't remember what it was, but there was actual science besides preservatives um, that made it seem less gross. But it still seems kind of gross. Like food shouldn't last that long, you know. Um, anyway, uh, it's beside the point. I mean, you know, like Taco Bell had it was the the um, pink slime and the in the the meat tube, and I still eat Taco like Bell. You know, and you know they've all every fast food yeah. place has done things to cut corners to save money, and you know. We'll we'll all still need it. And, again. and, and, and Ray Crock
2: started it all.
1: Yeah, he kind of did. Uh, wife is upset that he isn't going out with those douche friends. I wrote I, I, those people bothered me. I don't know why she would even. Is this is Laura Dern did not look good in this movie? Maybe they made her like that. Maybe they were trying to to make uh-huh. her like a, con, a a contrast between her and the blonde Unattractive
2: lady. Unattractive or something? I don't know. She would just, you know, she's being our Jurassic Park connection i yeah i was you know i'm always interested to see some dress park alumni sure but she just
0: well you know to be honest i've never really found her that attractive oh she
1: wasn't attractive in jurassic park No, what no stop it sam
2: oh come on <laughs> She's, i mean you guys didn't have posters on her on your go, ceiling above your bed you
1: didn't either you <laughs> might have had one of the t-rex or something but like <laughs> stop it <laughs>
2: You know the uh, shot where she's coming out of the uh, the tunnels and running back to the uh, the visitor center, and she says, "Run!"
1: No. <laughs> yeah, we are not body shaming. We're just having some fun. Don't 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 think we're body shaming. No, she's a I like Laura Dern. She's great. No, she's actually really great, and yeah. she's married to. Um, Mr. Dern. I can't remember his name. Um, he's a really good actor, though. Um, I can't remember his name. Crap. I'm, I'm looking up her. She, Bruce Dern. That's it. She's married to... That's her uh, father. Oh, that's her father. Not married. Sorry. That's her father. <laughs> her dad is Bruce Dern. I knew that. I don't know why I kept saying husband. She was once in, in, engaged
2: to Billy Bob Thornton.
1: Ooh, who hasn't then, been engaged to Billy Bob? And Thor? then
2: she was engaged to Jeff Goldblum after Jurassic Park.
1: Really. That's weird. Yep. Yeah.
2: Uh anyway. <laughs> her 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 godmother is Shelly Winters.
1: Uh, who's that? I don't know who that is. You don't know Shelley Winters. Shelly Winters.
0: No. no. Shelly Winters
2: McLean. She's she's the, the girl, the lady. She's dead. But she was known for Alfie and Lolita. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Like one of those old school Hollywood actresses.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. She's tall. She's five, ten and a half.
2: I know. (laughs) Almost tall enough to not have to drag a a flashlight by a cord. (laughs) While Um, being chased by a velociraptor.
1: Yeah. 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 You're right. Treat Williams. She was dated. Treat Williams. Rennie Harlan. Kyle McLaughlin Jeff Goldblum and Billy Bob Thornton. She would eventually marry Ben Harper. She's only nine years older than Reese Witherspoon. No. Okay. What does
2: that mean? Yep. <laughs> and do you know that she was delivered via a cesarean section?
1: Wow. This, this uh, biographical What the heck is up with this IMDb it's information? Just, oh. It's just whatever. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if that's true. Oh, Dern's preteen gawkiness matured into lithe beauty. <laughs> but this doesn't prevent Dern We're from fearlessly on. throwing herself into a wide variety of roles that are sometimes unflattering. <laughs> I'm always curious as to who writes this stuff. It's got to be like their own mm-hmm. publicist and crap like that. Anyway, she's a fine actress. Oh, I she delivers
2: all her children naturally at home. Well, good for her. That, Probably in one of those little pools that turns <laughs> that weird... Gurky red. Oh, stop it.
1: Stop. Color. Stop. You're going to make our listeners
2: understand. You're going to make our listeners throw up. I mean, how do you get that water out of your house? How do you get the smell out of your house?
1: <laughs> that's actually a good question. You what happens just like, if that pool springs a leak? No kidding. Oh, that's the worst. I've never thought about that. You know? There's that movie right? that they do that, like, what to expect when expecting. They have, like, a water birth scene. and like.
2: So, like, do you have to – you know how when you drain a pool, sometimes you'll put the, the hose in it and you have to kind of suck on the hose yeah. to get the water started?
1: Yeah, it's like, like when you're doing a fish tank. Or yeah. yeah, so yeah. do you have to do that with the water in the birth tank? I don't know. I guess you get a pump, I guess. I don't know.
0: You do oh. have to do it when you're trying to drown your competitor. That's <laughs> true.
2: Yeah, that was, um, that was rough. Um, yeah. Speaking of business ethics – um, I I wonder what was the problem? Um, you know, you had the two brothers who would say no to everything, right? Or but the one brother really one brother, and I I just wonder if they could have communicated better. You know, was this the a, a, a bad marriage? You know, uh, who was at fault? Who was was Ray being a jerk? And then in Reaction, uh, Dick was being too hard. You know, he was just
1: (laughs) really Sam.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, he Uh was. You know, he just turned into a stiff. He couldn't be moved um, at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. He he dug his heels in, and it almost felt like to the detriment of his own company. um, Yes, that it did not matter what Ray said. He was going to say no. Yep. You know,
2: and in that retrospect, I started feeling less sorry for the brothers Mm -hmm. and I felt the frustration that Ray was feeling.
1: Oh, sure. And you're meant to kind of sympathize with Ray to a point, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, and I get that. He's got this great idea. He's got this vision and he wants, you know, the freedom to do the things that he wants to do. And he's handcuffed. By these two guys, these, in his kind of opinion, small-minded guys who were stuck in their one store. And he's got these great ideas, and he can't do them. So I get that he's super frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to save money so he can make money. And, and again, it doesn't and, – And he and he said, has to, though. You know, when you, when you look at the books and when he was
2: talking about percentages and things like that, he was losing money. Yeah. He had to make these changes in order to survive. Yeah. So in a way, some of these changes that he forced upon McDonald's or, or, you know, he kind of went, why he went behind the brothers' backs was because he was forced into that situation.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I don't, actually, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Well, and you <laughs> So you're, at, at one point did he turn into the villain? Well, I think he turned into the villain when when he met up with the guy at the bank, right? And then that guy took a look at his books and said, "You should be making more money." And so then he wants to renegotiate and they say, "No, you have a contract, blah blah, blah right?" And yeah. then that's when and then that was that point in which when when the McDonald's brothers, that was when they dug their heels into the sand and said, here's the line. We don't, we're not going to renegotiate. And, and that's when I think the relationship died, right? That's when it no mm-hmm. longer became three dudes with a vision. It became about two guys in a small store and one dude with a vision. And so that's yeah. when that other guy was like, you need to own the land. And so once he kind of realized he didn't need them, to buy the land and he created that company that bought the land that then then the leasees or the franchisees had to pay rent to. That's when it, you know, it kind of went to hell. Right. And it kind of, again, reminded me of the yeah. social network where like he's starting the, the website, he's starting the Facebook and, and he's just sending them emails and they're not like, wait, like, wait a minute. You don't think this is going to work? Blah, blah, blah. Like he's, they're just getting these letters, right? Because you didn't have email then. Mm-hmm. So they're just getting these letters and all of a sudden he gets a letter from the McDonald's corporation. He's like, What the hell is this? You know, so I, I think that's kind yeah, of the he, break. He found, but he was forced into that situation though.
2: You know, this isn't like well, he was Darth forced Vader, in Vader, you know, I mean it, it's a different kind of villainy. I think he, he turned villainous um pretty much when it was already too late. When he when he told them there was no you know, the contracts were made to be broken. Right. I think that's was the ethical line that finally, you know, had, had crossed over into yeah. the other side.
1: I'm with you there. I think, uh, I think w- whether it was that particular sentence, yeah. it was that phone call, that scene when it was the decision. Cause he had made that decision before that phone call. Oh like, this yeah. Is the, I mean, this, he
2: had his lawyers there. He He knew what he was doing. He
1: knew what he was doing. He was ready to go. And, and that's just where it. And it, and you're right. That's kind of the moment in which he becomes the bad guy, the villain, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. and you know he would have his dream realized and live out his days. And I I don't know if he's if Ray crock is still alive or not. I actually don't. No, know. No, he's gone. Uh, yeah, he's died. Gone. Oh, he died in '84. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I guess they
2: probably had a, uh, a wood panel coffin. With shag carpeting. Right. Super super
1: cheap. (laughs) He had died in San Diego, um, which, of course, is Spanish for the whale's vagina. Um, (laughs) uh, So, anyway. uh, Yeah, he died in 84. I was two. So, same was already. And, you know, the crazy
2: thing is, you you think about it. In 84, he started his climb in 54, yeah. Um, so th- what is that? So for 30 years. 30 years. In 30, 30 years, he was able to just, you know, accumulate over $600 million in, in net worth
1: Yeah.
2: in 30 years. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, his, I don't know if he had kids or not. Um, he did have kids. And like, he had one. Yeah, and there, that child from three marriages, he only had one mm-hmm. kid. Interesting. Um, but they're that that kid is set for life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just crazy. Um, and at the end of the movie, they're showing like a little stat that McDonald's serves one percent of the world's population daily. It's just crazy this, daily. I think that's what it says, right? Was it daily or sure. was it just yeah, daily? Daily, like one yeah. percent. There's n- there's nine billion people on the planet.
0: It's <laughs> just <This is> crazy. <laughs> Oh man! And I don't know if you guys have heard the Jim Gafkin thing about McDonald's. He's talking about how everybody lies about going to McDonald's. You you like walk in McDonald's and you <laughs> kind of hide your face and hope that you don't see anybody you know there.
1: Right. <laughs> and I know. I will admit. And I said earlier I don't like their their, their burgers. Or whatever. I actually like their breakfast menu a lot. Um, they oh, I, I
2: could eat their fish sandwiches every day, but oh. I feel bad every time I...
1: <laughs> just hurting hearing you say like, fish it's sandwich one of those it's, it's,
2: It must be like a drug. Or, it's like a reverse of a drug, <sighs> right? It feels good while you're eating, and then you feel horrible after you're done. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I've uh, gone the longest without eating McDonald's that I've ever, than I ever have in my life in the past. I guess it's been maybe three, four months now mm-hmm. since I've had McDonald's. Oh, wow. Um, I went, this was before school started and I went, uh, to get breakfast and I got a, uh, you know, one of their value meals that came with a, you know, a hash brown and I put the hash brown in my mouth and I swear it tasted like the Comet cleaner, you know, the powder mm-hmm. toilet bowl cleaner or bathroom <laughs> cleaner. And it tasted like that. And it was gritty like that, like there was something on it. And since mm-hmm. then, I just, I haven't had any kind of urge to ever go back.
1: They're, um, whenever I'm working, uh, well, not as you say that, I, I do their, um, I like their hotcakes. I think they're pancakes. I mean, I know they're frozen, but um, they're, they're fine. I know their eggs aren't actual eggs. It's like a powder egg that you add water to and nuke. I I, I know that yeah. these things, but I think it's fine. Their sausage gravy biscuits actually kind of good for fast food. I mean, it's not bad. Um, my favorite breakfast fast food chain though, believe it or not, is weird as this is gonna sound, is Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah.
0: I, oh, I could eat chicken
1: yeah. minis are crack. I could eat that chicken yes. burrito, breakfast burrito they have weekly uh-huh. like every other day.
2: With the little crunchies in it. Oh and the God. salsa is yeah.
1: really good. I mean it's, for a little bag of salsa, it's really good. Yep. So anyway. Yep. But so okay, I just want to ask. I'm just I'm just gonna ask a question to you to you two. What's your favorite fast food chain? Has to be fast food, not just local chain. But, you know, it's lunchtime. You got 20 bucks. You got an hour to go eat. Where are you going? I'm going to Chick fil A. That's good. All right. I'm with you. Sam?
2: I've got, now, does it have to be local? No. Like I would do, I would be. If you lived in
1: California or whatever, so you can get near an In and Out Burger or a Whataburger or whatever. Yeah,
2: well, I've never been there, but I love me some White Castle. Oh, I love me some White Castle. I don't know what it is, but anytime we we go up north and drive up north, anytime there's a White Castle, we're we're hitting it.
1: Okay, I'm not judging. I just I've had White Castle and it was a. I had a bad experience, as well, yeah. let's said. <laughs> uh, so I, just, I can't eat there. In High Point, there used to be one called um, Hot Now. There was one in, in High Point called Hot Now, and it was long since been out of business. Um, I loved Hot Now. Um, yeah. And there's another burger place in High Point um, called the Biscuit Factory. And Sam, next time you're back in High Point... <laughs> Biscuit Factory Lunch Burgers. Oh, they're so good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's right off the Eastchester no. near Centennial. No one cares. I
2: will, I will say on on local, give me, uh, give me a Cookout Burger.
1: Oh, Cookout's I'm good. A, yeah, Cookout's good. I love good. me some Cookout. Cookout's a good one. I, mine still, I mean, I know people are going to probably be grossed out. Mine's Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. I really do. I mean, <clears> help my wife and I had it last night. Yep. As we record this, last night was Halloween. And yep. I we yep. got home at... Uh, we, we, the kids did a thing at their daycare at their school and we came home and it was a little before five and I'm like, all right, I'm going to run out and get some dinner. If you guys want to get trick or treating ready. And before I could get in the car, there are people ringing our doorbell. It's five o'clock. I'm like, holy crap. It's not, it's can, can you wait until six? No, five o'clock people knocking on the door. So we didn't get to, I didn't go to go out to get food until trick or treating was over, which is nine. And so I, we had Taco Bell last night. My wife and I did at nine thirty, um, and, and it doesn't bother me in the way I hear other people. It does. It doesn't bother me, but I've eaten it maybe more than I should. I haven't. An, an it system. depends if it has
2: a lot of the the nacho cheese. For some reason, that nacho cheese just woof. The not
1: the, good. The, the cravings meal with the little nacho cheese and the chips. I can. I could go for a cup of that cheese right now and just some chips. I, could. I, know, it's, I know it just hurts. Shoot it. My heart like, is like aching just thinking about it, I know. You ready for some clips? Let's do it. Uh, number one. Yeah, I'm sorry, I understand. Uh, I'm still a little bit...
0: You know where to send them, right? San Bernardino, California, corner yeah. of 14th Hold ending. on a minute. All right, uh, to anyone in particular? Just a store is fine. McDonald's. Okay, Next a yeah,
1: I... I had to just get the where he says McDonald's Uh, this was a humorous moment in the movie it made me laugh out loud because because it it did but then sales start to level off the drive-in model as we learn has a few built-in problems tell me about it for starters there's the customer issue drive-ins tend to attract
2: shall we say a less than desirable clientele teenagers hot
0: rodders and hooligans juvenile delinquents in blue jeans and then there's the service
2: (laughs) blue jeans
1: Blue jeans are evil. I mean, it's the 50s, but still, it's funny. Um, Golden Arches. What is that? A concept. Huh. What are those? Oh, it's a way to make the place stand out when you're driving by. The Golden Arches, I call them. Actually, Sam, I think the moment he becomes the villain is Uh not when he does the thing with the land deal. It's when he called his store... The store number store one. one. Number one. Yeah. Even though yeah. it would have been the ninth store. But it was his, mm-hmm. so he called it number one. I think that might have been it
2: for me. I don't know. I mean, that's not nice, but it's not villainous.
1: It's not, but it's certainly conniving. And yeah. I mean, he's basically saying to the other too, I don't respect what you've done with your other eight stores. This is my store. I'm the guy in charge. Therefore, it's the number one. Um, Okay, anyway. Did he just hang up on you? Yes. Unless we got violently disconnected. Okay. (laughs) I like that part. That made me laugh. Uh, I just wrote pep talk montage. You've got the guts. You've got
0: the gumption. You've got the desire. I guarantee you, you can succeed. There's gold to be had at the end of those golden arches. Golden arches. Golden arches. Now who's with me? Who wants to jump on that ladder to succeed? Become part of that. the McDonald's. Now who's with me? Come on, let me see some hands.
1: So I now have to play this. I. W- okay. Sorry,
2: Sam. I wonder. I mean, obviously, this wasn't um, Michael Jackson's. I mean, uh, ah, Michael Keaton. Michael, Keaton, thank you. Oh, um, hello, um,
0: can I can I have a cheeseburger? <laughs> um,
2: can that little voice serve it to me, please? <laughs> yeah. um, this he had to have been imitating the voice. Oh, he was. You know, and and I I guess I just have never seen any Ray Croc film footage to.
1: Except at the See end if of the movie it's
2: good or not
1: do what except at the end of this movie where they actually had Ray Croc's footage on Yeah, it.
2: but that's just a very short quit, yeah, yeah, quit yeah, on there, but well, I'm guessing well, that thats must have been how he
1: well I'll spoke, and i'll you know? we'll we'll get there in trivia because they talk about that in the trivia, yeah oh um,
2: okay, and again, you know because you think of what's his name portraying uh Abraham Lincoln and the voice he used was grading.
1: And supposedly, that's Um, the way that uh, Daniel Day Lewis. accurate. Yeah, did Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. We all would think of four score and seven years ago because I'm six foot four and therefore my voice must be deep and booming, presidential sounding. And he wasn't. I haven't seen that movie, though. I need to go see it. It's great. I've heard, well, people that I have, you're the first person that said that it was great, but the people that have told me that it wasn't are not film lover type people. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, it's
2: not a, it's not a civil war film. Right. And no, that's what they uh, wanted. They were wanting Gettysburg. Political.
1: They were yeah. wanting the, uh, yeah, Gettysburg or, um, yeah, or, uh, no, not newfound glory. What to call? Uh, <laughs> that's a band from the 2000s. What was the movie called? The one with, uh, Ferris Bueller's day off and Dennis, uh, Denzel Washington won an Oscar. Um, uh, glory, glory. It's just called glory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic film, by the way I love that movie Also with a good score Very good um, score Yeah, it's a good film uh, Matthew Broderick That's his real name uh, Last
0: clip Ray I tell you, I tried it myself It tastes just like the real thing It's delicious It comes in chocolate comes in vanilla Me, I'm a vanilla man Ray, we have no interest In a milkshake That contains no milk Why don't we add sawdust To the
1: hamburgers While we're at it Frozen french fries <laughs> Wah, wah, Wait. wah both of those, so now things, it's just yeah, because both of those things are real. Um. Anyway, there we go. That's it.
0: And now for some more bad news.
1: Ready? I'll cook through this because we're getting a little uh, long in the tooth. Long-winded. Um. Yep. The McDonald's restaurants depicted were built from scratch in parking lots, as the crew were unable to locate suitable existing restaurants in locations which matched the desired look of the film. On uh, the on-screen flies that were attracted to the smell at McDonald's were actually Cocoa Krispies. They were poured really? in from uh, poured in front of a powerful fan in order to make it look like swarms of flies. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I love stuff like this. Ray Croc's back office set was built on the same stage as Ray Croc's office. The McDonald's back set, back office set. I think I screwed that up. Uh, In order to create genuine uh, reactions to the phone conversations, the props and sound department rigged up the phones with speakers so that both sets of phone conversations could be filmed simultaneously. Lots of films do this kind of thing so that you're not just recording his lines and then the next day you record their lines. You can actually get a back and forth. Uh, I like that. It's more organic. Yeah, it is. Ray Kroc's quote-unquote discovery of McDonald's was not his first attempt at franchising and here, what franchising parentheses taking over a Southern California restaurant, according to the book In and Out Burger by Stacy Perman, Kroc uh, sure. approached L.A.'s Apple Pan Restaurant in 1949, and Carl Karcher of Carl's Jr. prior to convincing the McDonalds brothers. Huh. So he huh. must have made Hardy's big and whatnot. Um, and I did not know this until I was doing the, obviously the trivia. Jeremy Renner, you know, of Hawkeye, was a uh, producer of this movie. So really? here you go. So this is my, this is not bullshit. This is just, here's my dumb IMDb trivia of the day. Jeremy Renner worked as a producer on this film who also plays Hawkeye in the MCU. In the MCU, Linda Cardellini plays Hawkeye's wife. In this film, she plays Ray Kroc's wife. Ray Kroc is played by Michael Keaton, who is the vulture in the MCU. <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> thanks for that. Well, thanks he, for connecting all those dots.
2: Yeah, that's, that was <laughs> extremely difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess he would be both our DC and Marvel connection yeah. um, in this movie. Which, by the way, I was watching the um, How It Should Have Ended video. For the new uh, the new spider man movie, yeah, and there's a really funny moment that I didn't think about until I watched it. you know when Andrew have you seen it movie spider man movie oh yeah yeah the you know the scene when when um I'm not gonna spoil anything but when this will spoil it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> never mind you need i'll to talk back up about, uh i'll I'll talk about it off air uh
0: okay.
1: anyway. I don't want to spoil it. Though, didn't we do a spoiler cast for that? That, sometime?
2: listeners, is what we call the Hopping Man of podcasts.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because some people might not. I don't want to have to. Anyway, it's fine.
2: Oh, um, no, I agree. Uh, there's some people that might not have seen. Yeah. So. Yet.
1: Yeah, that's fine. So, anyway, go watch it, and then I'll, I'll talk about it later. Here we go. Excuse
0: me while I whip this out.
1: Top three. We're going to do Michael Keaton movies, because why not? Um, and I'm pretty sure we haven't done that before. We think we haven't. Um,. I think the only other Michael Keaton movie we've done, we've done two others off the top of my head I can think of. We've done the Batman, right, the original Batman, and we did RoboCop, the remake. He's in both of those. I can't think of any other Michael Keaton movie we've done. So um, anyway, uh, Andrew. All
0: right. Um, well, number three is the movie we just talked about, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um number two, multiplicity. All right. <laughs> Very funny movie about him being cloned. Yes. Hey team, uh, we're gonna go pet
1: a dolphin. No, is it? We're gonna go eat a dolphin? Is that what he says? We're gonna go eat a yeah. dolphin. No, we're gonna go pet a dolphin. Yeah, we're gonna go pet a dolphin. That's what he
0: said. <laughs> Some pizza. Um and then number one, the original Batman. Yeah. Okay. And I will say just really quickly when i the one thing i do notice about michael keaton is he he kind of has this quality it's like a christopher walken quality that i see a lot of his characters in his acting you know i watching him in this movie i saw some beetlejuice i saw some uh you know slightly slow clone from uh multiplicity you know i saw different versions of things that he's done before right yeah that's which fair. is, it, you know, you don't see that in many actors, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always way. kind of playing. I mean, he he really embodies what he's doing, but you still really know it's Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think you're kind of right with the Christopher Walken bit.
2: Uh, Sam, all right. Um, I actually have a uh, a bleh, what Honor- do you call it? Honorable the mention. Place. It's an honorable mention of Toy Story Three as Ken.
1: Yeah. Nice ascot.
2: Yep. I've got my number three is multiplicity. Mm-hmm. My number two is Batman. Okay. And my number one is the name you could only say twice before facing repercussions. Uh
1: Beetlejuice. Sure. All right. Well, we're all pretty much in the accordance then. My number my honorable mention was, of course, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh my number three was Johnny Dangerously. Uh <laughs> Cause it's the most. Jotty Dangerously? Oh, I don't it's remember one the, that one. Oh, it's a comedy. It's one of the, Weird Al Yankovic did the intro song.
2: <laughs> oh dear.
1: Like there's a, it's a farce. The whole thing. I mean, it might as well be a Mel Brooks movie. It's just not. But there's a, he's, he's like, he's like a gangster and uh, he's, he's doing the bit where like he's talking to the pretty blonde and she's on the piano and he's playing it, whatever. She's like, what's your name? He's like, dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> and she's like, you know your last name's an adverb, right? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Right? <laughs> uh Number two is Batman, and number one is Beetlejuice. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh Out of ten! Wait, what's supposed to happen? Out of ten. You tell me your out of ten scale of one to, or zero to ten. Andrew.
0: Uh i'm gonna i i like the movie i think it's great and um uh, i having the background uh and having lived it i've I've ran the burger gauntlet before i've slid <laughs> the burgers down the slide um, i'm gonna give this a mix seven point nine nice <laughs> out of ten that's actually really great.
1: So you like this one just better than babysitter movie than the one then the babysitter oh yeah. yeah okay uh Sam
2: all right, um as I mentioned before this is this movie went right down my alley uh with teaching business and all that mess. Um, I was hoping to talk enough to pull up the movie list, but my computer is being slow, so <laughs> I don't remember what I ranked other things here. So I'm going to say this is probably a good oh – gosh, this is such a such a well-made film, so good to watch. The only problem I have – now, I did have some problems with it, and, and that had to do more with the uh, pretty clunky exposition every now and then where it did feel a little bit like uh, there was it was a McDonald's commercial. So I'll give it a seven point. No, no, no. no. I'm going to get a eight point one. Give me an eight point one. All right. Eight point oh. one years till a, a McDonald's burger goes bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to give it. Hmm, the only thing that I could compare this to, where I feel. This kind of way about a thing. I gotta get there. How far back did we do that movie? I don't remember. Oh, of course, the 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 movie after it is where my my standings actually start. Uh, My rankings start. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I know we gave that movie high marks. I'm thinking of Wolf of Wall Street. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven point five two because I like the movie. It's not great. It made me feel things like anger. Oh, wait. A five two does that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> 7. Point... Wait, what did I just do? What? 7. Point... You just put it at a date. Yeah, I did.
2: What is that? July 7th of yeah. 1952. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did. <laughs> Weird. Uh, there, that makes the math work out a little bit nicer. 7.75 is what, I, what it's going to live at now. Wait, that's not okay. what I meant to put. I said 7.52, right? Yeah, I can't uh-huh. type. currently. seven point five two. There we go. That that that's fine. So that's a good number. Yeah, it's a good number. Seven point eight four is what it's going to live at, and that's I'm good cool. with that. Um, cool. That's it. That's our show. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, That was fun, Sam. You're still here. I'm glad and, we did this, uh, especially after um, after our October. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're in the spreadsheet. What do you think about our next film? I just changed it. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. You go with that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been in here, what, twice? It's in here twice. <laughs> I kind of want to do it, so we're going to do it. Uh, cool. So next week, if you're still listening, hopefully you haven't bailed out by now, next week we're going to do 13 hours. The um,
2: And it's going to be that long. Our podcast, we're, we're going to have gonna a, a marathon.
0: Only because we're going to spend time talking about sports and fast food. <laughs> and this history, is, World War One History, right? yeah. This yep. is
1: the uh, Michael Bay-directed film during an attack on U.S. compound in Libya, all that stuff, right? So it's got mm-hmm. John Krasinski and a bunch of other dudes that do war movies. Um, I've been wanting to see this since it came out. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see it. Um, and so I, I did, pulled an executive. Bay, though. It is a Michael Bay film, but I heard I've it was. Heard it's okay. It's a 7.3 okay. on IMDb. I hope. Okay. So.
0: Well, I do like John Brzezinski.
1: I do too. Yeah. And he's going to be in the new TV series, the uh, Jack Ryan series. They're yeah. turning it into a series, which is great. Um, and speaking of series, the new Star Trek series is actually kind of good. I'm kind of surprised by how good it is. it's uh, oh, better. better. They did two things in there that kind of pissed me off, and I might do an anchor post on that. I don't want to get into it on this show. I might do an anchor post. Yeah. It's just annoying. Uh anyway, that's it. That's the show.
0: Thank you so much we'll for listening.
1: If you um are listening. Uh gofundme dot com. Fund F U N D dot com
0: <laughs> slash
1: cheapseatreviews. Uh we still have that going. Help us out if you can. Check out our anchor app. You can just search for cheap seat reviews and iTunes. That's where you find it there. Uh leave us a review on iTunes Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, whatever. Uh visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. He's got links to our old shows and um things like that. Facebook.com slash cheap reviews is how you get to that. Follow us there. Um, and of course, Twitter at Cheapseatcast. cast. I'm posting stuff daily now for the web, for the podcast,
2: um, whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah. So yeah, go there and you'll get updates, uh, about stuff and links to things and shows and stuff. Um, that's going to do it, uh, for the show. Uh, again, thanks for listening. And, um, you should go listen to the Dark Tower series. No, um, I, I am sad that one of the movies on our list isn't streaming. Uh, yeah. It was going to be Flyboys, so I took it out. I like that movie, and that's a World War One movie. I was like, "Ooh, how appropriate!" If there was a World War One, I'd made a reference it's not streaming anymore. That's okay. Uh, but we do got some cool stuff coming up soon. Um, so we'll um, we'll we'll see how this uh, all kind of I don't know plays out, as, as it were, into podcast i'm basically just killing time now as the song ends so
2: i should have so you don't have to to sit through the whole thing without any kind of murmuring (laughs) whispers. we think of you we always do
1: yeah if you if you stuck it out so far i appreciate it all right now i'm gonna stop